Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And we're live. Welcome back to Screencast, everyone. My name is Nick Scarpino, and I will be taking you through this movie, television, and streaming journey today. Uh, alongside me, we have the movie bros herself, Joey Noel. What's up, everybody? Nick, and I thought the- of you this morning. Oh, uh, look at you. you know, there you go. Joey, Coke it's like, brothers. Well, I guess it's not. That's a bad yeah. thing to say. Coke friends. We'll say Coke friends, not <laughs> Coke, Coke brothers. Coke brothers are <laughs> that's that's a, a whole different ball of that we probably shouldn't compare ourselves to. And of course, producing the show today and co hosting and anchoring is the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Oh, oh. There it is. Uh, of course, uh, we love you all out there, and thank you so much for your continued support. Uh, and we want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon producers for this month: Mohammed, Mohammed, or Momo Squared, uh, Black Jack, Razak, Al, the Predator Tribesman, and Kono, the Barbarian. That's what we're calling him now. That's a new That's thing. A good one. That's, That's a good, a good one. one. Now, I don't know who uh, Andy said that someone from the chat the other day or somewhere from the community gave us that. So I can't take credit for that. Uh, but I, I will. Who it was, Andy got it from it someone. So we'll give credit to that person. But I will take credit for uh, any idea that Andy comes up with. Are we clear I'm on sorry. this? Yeah. So yeah, if, Andy, if, it, if it originates in Andy, in other words, it's, it's, it's basically it's you mine. is what you're saying. Yeah, got it. I'm just yeah. saying it. Uh, can it. we take a moment to like shout out how cool Joey's emote is? I love it so much. Oh, thank you. It's the one that. Wait, is there uh, from the, in the chat? Yeah, in the chat. Yeah. Oh, uh, let me t- let me from bring the this up. Pokemon Snap video that Tim and I did. It was oh, the thumbnail? I just oh, very I love excited. it. Throw them up in the chat. So so. I like uh, the I the juxtaposition hey, between this one and then the one of Jen, where it's like oh, the yeah, same yeah, thing, yeah. but just very different emotions coming out. Well, Jen's is facing There's the other concern. way. There's concern and in Jen, and it's, and it's yeah, Jen's is more like oh no. Like did that dog? That dog just fall down. You know, like when you yeah. see a kid fall down, and you're like, he's gonna be okay. Oh my yeah. god! that one moment where you're like, the, yeah, like is that kid um, dead? Is oh, no. that kid dead? Did, did the he kid hit die? his head? We need to go to the hospital. Know, exactly. That's like, oh no. Yours is like a movie that I like just came out, and I'm excited about it. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. how I feel. That, Much that's like where it is. King of Staten uh, Island. I'm just... Exactly, which we'll be talking <laughs> about later, Kevin. Good segue. Of course, uh, this is the kind of funny screencast where we get together every week and we talk about all the movie news and a bunch of movies we've been watching. And we're now doing a new thing called The Nick List, where uh, every week we go through a few movies that you guys suggest uh, or something that we've been watching in our personal lives and want to bring to your attention, whether they be good, uh, moderately good, or just abominations. And I can't <laughs> wait to see. good. I like that a lot. I, I can't wait to see where Color Out of Space lands on everyone's list. I'm very uh, curious list. to have this conversation about that. Me too. And, and The Vast of Night, for that matter, because The Vast of Night is a movie that I've seen a lot of really good feedback on and i will say right now i'd like to be swayed into the positive on this one because i'm pretty <laughs> not i'm not digging Thank this movie you. right now i'm not I either don't understand should we just start with nicholas no, no 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 this is joey good good podcasts seed it out you seed it out but then you make everyone wait through the, the, the movie news that, yeah and then and then we get to that in a second um 
Of course, uh, just a couple housekeeping items. We have a great online merchandise store at kindoffunny.com slash store where you can check out our new stuff like the PSI Love You shirt. Uh, and, of course, our Pride shirt is still on sale. It is Pride Month, uh, and we love celebrating that. We have an awesome shirt that was designed by Andy and is one of my favorite things to wear because uh, it looks really cool on camera. Am I wearing it today? No, but I was wearing it yesterday or two days ago. <laughs> so I swear to God I wear it all the time. Uh, and it's one of my wife's favorite shirts. I don't know if you guys know that or not. Little known piece of trivia. She loves that, that one. Uh, also, this show is brought to you by our sponsor today, the Undies. But we will get to that later. Uh, first news story I thought was really cool, Joey. I think you dropped this in the Slack channel, or maybe Kevin did. But Fortnite is doing a movie night, and uh, which is cool. They're they're showing three uh, Christopher Nolan classics. Over the course of the next few days, uh, let me get, let me read this story. This comes from if you guys want to read the full story, it's over on GameSpot. But as many of Fortnite's entertainment-centric events, this will take place in Fortnite Party Royale, uh, the special playlist where combat is disabled. It's too bad to be fun. Uh, depending on where you live, you'll see one of three different Nolan films: Inception, Batman Begins, or The Prestige. Can't recommend. I, those are all great movies. Can't recommend yeah. those enough. Uh, those in the United States will be able to see Inception at three different times over the course of the day. Um, let's see, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m., and then 11.55 p.m. Uh, those this in is the tomorrow, UK. correct? I'm Yeah, sorry. I don't think I copied that paragraph. Let me bring up the full article. Uh, hot on the heels of announcing Fortnite's next concert event, Epic Games is preparing for something else that strays outside of the confines of what you'd expect from the Battle Royale game or any game. This Friday, June 26th, you'll be able to jump in the game to watch the full Christopher Nolan movies as part of Fortnite movie night um and again that schedule for anyone in the united states is inceptions happening tomorrow 5 a uh, 5 a.m and 8 a.m so 5 a.m pt pt uh 5 p.m pt and then uh, 8 55 p.m uh, pacific time and you guys can do the math on those because sure. eastern time still scares me i don't understand it i never <laughs> will i know it's just three hours but sometimes then there's scottsdale time i don't understand scottsdale uh and then of course time that's the thing that's the is thing, that because arizona doesn't do uh Daylight savings. That's it. That's the no. It's just because there's a bunch of old people there that move slower. Uh, the prestige. <laughs> Quick question, Joey. Do you know anything yeah. about how this works? Like, how do I watch this movie? You're always on top of stuff. So, I I mean I don't know because I haven't done this yet. But you know how like when you choose all the different like you can play solos, you can play duos, you can play whatever. One of them is just watch you can a movie. play creative. I think that it, one of them is I forget okay. what like, the exact phrasing Nick said. It's not it's party royale maybe. Uh, it's called party royale, yeah. So you go in, it's just like a giant, a giant battle royale, but there's no, uh, there's no fighting at all. You just walk yeah. around. And there's, if you guys want to check it out, I mean, they've done concert events. I think Travis Scott did one where yeah, people go, and you, it feels like you're at a concert in the game, and you're watching it on stage, and there's stuff going on. It's, it's really, really. I mean, it looks cool, honestly. Yeah. Um, and the only disappointing thing about this for me is that a, uh, I still don't understand how Fortnite works, and b, I can't watch Inception. Because I'm waiting for Tim to tell us when we're going to do Christopher <laughs> Nolan in review. And so every weekend, my wife, we have it queued up on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And my wife goes, hey, you want to watch Inception? And I'm like, oh. And she does it now just to screw with me. Because she knows <laughs> that I can't watch it. So we see it. She's like, you want like to so watch Inception? And I was like, damn it, T. You know that I, like I cannot it. watch this movie. I know. She likes to turn the screws. Uh, but for anyone who is a Fortnite fan or uh, haven't seen any of these movies, uh, I don't know that necessarily this is the, the way you should potentially watch it the first time, uh, especially Inception, because Inception is kind of a movie you have to pay attention to. Uh, but it's really, really, really cool that they're doing this. And it's kind of a fun thing, especially if you're still uh, sheltered in place. Uh, I think yeah. it's cool. I'm excited. I do want to jump in just to see just to what it looks like, like and what yeah. the format is and stuff. Um, because I, I think it's a cool idea. I still think that Nolan is a weird tie-in that they've done because this is also 
they also um, premiered the Tenant trailer in Fortnite, and I don't really. That's a weird mashup for me personally, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. you know, it's a cool test bed, I guess. I think it's cool that they're doing weird stuff like that. I mean, Tenet is a movie that obviously I don't know too much about, but it's it plays with a lot of crazy sci-fi stuff. So, hey, why not have a, a crazy premiere for one of the trailers? It makes sense. And Christopher right. Nolan is definitely one of those guys that's not afraid to confuse the shit out of his audience. So, <laughs> you know, kudos to you, Chris Tenet, because Inception, there's like a dream within a dream and there's a there's a totem and you spin it. And if it's thought, I don't know. They I'm go multiple, <laughs> multiple layers deep. They go deep. They While go they're deep in the dream. Psyche. They go into another dream. And if, that, if by the way, so if you went that many layers into my deep psyche, you'd no, find a sad not. little boy eating a box of donuts. That's what you'd have, just in a room by himself, eating a box of donuts, just waiting to be yelled at. That's the reality oh, of the situation. So you, I know you, you went from like I want to make funny it got, it went to funny. like it was funny. Like, it got sad. Really <laughs> I hope he yeah. gets full one day. You know. It's never been enough. It'll never fill the void. Uh, n- next up on the news stories, uh, there's a new screen movie in the works. You guys hear about this? Screen 5, starring David Arquette, uh, is going to be, uh, let's see, Spyglass Media Group and Paramount Pictures have joined forces to co-produce and relaunch the Scream uh, franchise sources, uh, excuse me, co-produce the relaunch of Scream sources tell Variety. This is from Variety.com, by the way. The latest installment in which David Arquette is set to reprise his role as Deputy Dewey will be directed by Ready or Not filmmakers uh, Matt Bentinelli uh, Olpin and Tyler Gillette. Uh, and this is targeted for a release in 2021. Did you guys see Ready or Not? I did. What'd you think? Kevin did too, I think. I think you guys did. I think you guys saw Ready or Not was the... The board game one. Yeah. The girl got Yeah, 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 yeah. Where the family, she gets married. Oh, I yeah. really, really liked to... Ready or Not. Yeah. I'm going to use fun. this as a segue to nominate Ready or Not as a Nicholas movie week. because I don't think enough people watched it. And Patagus Finch in the chat says it's on HBO right now. It is on HBO. And I started watching it the other day. Uh-huh. And I got uh, something interrupted me, so I didn't go back to it. Um, so I'm excited for this. I'm down for it. Kevin, yeah. what say ye? What say ye? Okay. Kevin, for, for audio listeners, Kevin gave a nod. Uh, and that, that is his nod of approval. <laughs> Sorry, Paula um, is like uh, not at all, I'm, I'm a call just on the other thing. thing. So I might have uh, to make it a little bit. Yeah, do you think? Uh, um, let's see. So ready or not, just, first movie. Yeah, I think it's – I'm excited for more Scream. I like the Scream movies. I think it's, I think it's a fun franchise. Yeah. Will will we convince Tim to do Scream in review when we finally get to do a horror series? That would be dope. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Here's the thing. I, I I wasn't Scream 4 well received. I understand that Scream 3 wasn't well received, but I remember Scream oh, 2 yeah. and Scream 3 being not memorable. <laughs> Scream 4, I'm lo- I'm going to look at the synopsis right now. It's been years since the Ghostface Killer cut a deadly path through the town of Woodsboro. Uh, in order to get over the trauma of these horrific events, Sydney Prescott, played by Nev Campbell, reprising the role, has uh, written a self-help book. She, re- she returns to Woodboro for her book tour and reconnects with all. Yeah, so I, me- I do remember this. I remember liking this. I don't remember if- mm-hmm. I-, I don't remember specifics about it because all this – I remember at one point Scream 2 had Lori Laughlin in it, and I think – uh, Tiff- Timothy Oliphant is in one of these. Well, at one point, they go to college. It was like Saved by the Bell. The later years, is he not where they in go the to college? First one, I, I maybe think he was. Maybe was he the killer in the first well, one? We, maybe he was. Patrick yeah. Dempsey's in the third one. Like this is the third one is where I feel like it gets kind of crazy. Yeah, the third one gets because I remember now. The third one's where they're making the wrong. movie about it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But the the second one, I remember not being terrible, and I remember obviously the first one being really good. 
The second one is well, where Seth Green's character gets pulled into a car and dies, right? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. That. I don't remember Seth Green being these at all. But Seth Green's one of those actors wrong. that's just been around. He's been everything. One. Yeah. Second one's the college one. Honestly, that's one where they, yeah. I like. I kind of like them all. I know that they all have varying degrees of like whether or not they're good or bad. But as a oh yeah series, I think they're really fun. I I mean I I'll put it this way. I've never watched walked out of a screen movie being like, well that wasn't like wasn't what I expected. They're all the first one obviously is a very 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 cleverly written self aware horror movie. The mm-hmm. second one is basically a rehashing of the first one uh, with different killers who have different motivations. Don't remember the third one that much. I know that Patrick Dempsey played a cop in it, I think. And the fourth one I remember liking because it was like you're coming back to the town and and doing the original setting. It's kind of similar in my brain and chat. Tell me if I'm wrong about this. But like when uh, uh, kind of had a vibe of the new Halloween where the same character comes back, reflects on the the events that happened and then they happen again kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, man, I'm down for it. And shout out to David Arquette and Deputy Dewey, man. Why not? (laughs) Let's go back once more into the fray. I would have. I would have. I don't think David Arquette's got that much going on right now. That he's like. So that I understand. Who would have thought that Scary Movie would have wanted David Arquette to come back instead of like just doing a full reboot or something? Oh, you scream! Not Scary Movie. Scary Movie did not have David Arquette. It had a a David Arquette like character. That I have the chat up, and they're all talking about Scary Movie. Scary Uh, movies are. That's a whole other ball of wax. If we ever wanted to do Scary Movie, I would be down to do those those franchises because I think I watched the first one like six months ago and I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. How did did they make these movies back then? But they're they're good, right? Like, well, I mean, the first one's good. I feel like the third one is where also Scary Movie goes, jumps the ship and things get really kooky. Uh, One of them is a knockoff on the village, right? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. We're we're off the beat path. Five of those. Yeah. We are off the beaten path. Anyway, uh, very excited for that. Of course, we'll see if theaters are open in my 2021. I'm sure they will be. But uh, hopefully this movie actually comes out. If not, hey, man, I'll watch it on my couch on the sanctity of my couch. Like I watched Color Out of Space. And thank God, because if I watched that movie in theaters, I'd have been like, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I can't get away from it. Uh, Another reboot news. Uh, I guess that was kind of a relaunch, but this one is a reboot. Apparently, uh, this comes from Variety as well. There is a Twister reboot in pictures. Or excuse me, in production, uh, pre-production. Universal Pictures uh, is looking to reboot the classic tentpole twister and looks to have found a director to weather the storm. I like when writers do that. It's like, you got a journalism degree and you wrote that dumb pun. Good for you. Uh, Sources tell Variety that Universal Pictures is developing a reboot of the 1996 blockbuster and is in negotiations with Top Gun Maverick director uh, Joseph Kaczynski. Uh, Frank Marshall will produce the pick, and the studio is currently looking for some writers to pen the script. I say uh, let Gary Wood write that, and I'll watch the hell out of this movie because Joe Kaczynski is, a, I think, a very competent and good director. But I say we make Anthony Rapp a much bigger part in this version. You know what I mean? <clears throat> was he in the first sure. one? Yeah, right, because he was talking about being in the car, the van that they like recorded that over and over again. He's like part of the crew with like... Oh, he's part of Carrie uh, Elway. Is he part of El- Carrie Elway's crew? Yeah. Oh, man. I think they all Let died. Me... <laughs> I think they all died in that well, movie. Don't drive Spoilers into for Twister. tornadoes. <laughs> There's true. no way that Twister 2 is going to be anywhere near as good as Twister's because it's ridiculous that Twister the movie is as good as it is. And there's no way to recapture that magic. You have Bill Paxton, who's not around anymore. So, But it is as good as we that. remember it, right? Uh, what's his name? Gosh, 
Philip Seymour Hoffman, not around Thank anymore, you. unfortunately. Not around uh, anymore. You've got the guy that played Cameron in uh, Ferris Wheeler's Day Off. He's yeah. in it, I think, as well. He is. Uh, Jamie Gertz is in it. She's phenomenal. God bless her. You got um, Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Also, did you guys ever watch Mad About You? Yeah. Loved that show. Paul Reiser. Her and Paul so Reiser. Great chemistry. Um, um, but there's just like, uh, there's no, there's, it was such like a weird amalgamation of story beats and actors and like all of these things that made it really fun and I think without a lot of those key elements, the main one being Bill Paxton, I think it's going to be really hard to have it live up to Twister. Oh, I mean, for sure. The, chem the one of the it's 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 one of those things that I think my wife pointed it out. She was like, "This is a bad movie. This is not a good movie." But it's I don't fun. Agree. It's, it's I fun. think it's a good movie. Well, okay, so it's a a really campy, cheesy movie which but i love elevated by the fact that you've got a phenomenal like a great cast in it that's yeah. all ready to go on the roller coaster ride and mm -hmm. so to me it's one of the i, I just watched it maybe two months ago because it's been on t it's been playing on tv a lot actually it's um, one of those classic ones that's like always on tnt or something like that exactly and it's a per it's perfect where you're like you jump in you're like i don't care where i'm at in this movie i know exactly. at some point all we're gonna do is see some twisters and what my favorite part is when he's like cow and then someone <laughs> goes that's another cow and then someone goes no i think it's the same cow <laughs> Because Kevin goes around, goes around. Uh, and again, shout out to Joseph Kaczynski. He, if I'm not mistaken, I think he did Oblivion and Tron, which uh, I really liked Oblivion, oh, Oblivion and Tron. Cool. I really liked the visuals and the music from it. So he, uh, he kind of he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. So we'll see what he does. Hopefully, he can capture the camp that was Twister. Uh, because if they decide to play that one straight, it, it, we'll see. I don't, I don't think that would be the good direction for it. But nobody's paying. Who would you for cast in the Twister reboot? Oh, and the Twister. I mean, it has to be someone that's going to have fun. It depends. Are we having, are we doing Twister like this is the gritty Twister that really is the hardcore reality of like natural disasters? Or are no. we trying to make another campy, silly, actiony, like Geostorm podcast? I, think that style movie? I, I feel like they're going to go gritty reality stuff, right? Because like Geost yeah, even Geostorm wasn't like fun and campy, right? Uh, it Not was. Not that any of us have seen it. Oh, you I saw Geostorm seen it? and it was bonkers. <laughs> so like, if it had that vibe, I'd be okay with it. It very much has a Twister vibe to it, where it's like the core, or it's like uh, the day after tomorrow, where they're just like survive, like these like uh, monster. What's the movie I'm looking for? Like disaster movies are just it has a have they have a basic camp to them because there's no way you could possibly be like dodging Twisters and then going back in and then surviving these things over and over again. Um, but uh, if I were going to cast this movie, I would. Oh man, who would I put in this thing? Because you have to have somebody that's like can do the like weird actiony pseudo action kind of pieces. Yeah. But also has some good banter. I don't I assume they bring back Helen Hunt. I don't know how you do a second twister and not have Helen Hunt in it. I mean, so, you can absolutely have Helen Hunt as a person that like they go. Do you think that she becomes Aunt May? Yeah, probably. Like, I would, I would assume so. Or she's a mentor character for the new twisters people. Yeah. Joey, when new is the last time you watched this movie? Because like, like I watched Twister all like at least once a year. Kevin, like, if you're not watching Twister at least once a year, you're not living your life right. That's just how it goes. I'm looking into uh, where I in can see In terms of like old movies that I watch every year, it's like Twister, oh, it's Dirt, Dancing, and Jurassic Park. Like, oh, it is on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Wait, what was the second it? one? Are we watching Twister, Twister next week? Twister, Dancing, and Jurassic Park okay. are like ones that I will watch. I thought you said Dancing with Wolves and I, like – because your oh, mic like, oh, I was like, dipped out I was like, for a yeah, that's, It's oh. like, damn, that's deep. That's, that's a long movie to watch over and over again. Hey, guys, are we watching Twister? I think we're oh watching God, Twister I, next week for the Nicholas. It makes sense. 
I'm so excited. What's funny is I just watched it, but I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yeah, just pay special attention to, to Jamie Gertz's hair in that movie. It's it's always okay. so. It's one of those things where I look at it, I'm like, wow, they told you to cut your hair like that for that, huh? That's a, that's a, It looks Wait, like it's straight out of 1983. Yeah, uh, and okay. she's gonna come up again. So remember that name because she's gonna come up again for uh, when we talk. Well, actually, we'll just do it now. Why not? This is our show, guys. We make the rules here. Um, Next news story, story is a sad one. Uh, Joel Schumacher passed away hmm. this past week. Oh, uh, this is why everyone was talking about him. Yes. Uh, Joel Schumacher, of course, was a director who did, among other things, St. Elmo's Fire, uh, Falling Down. He did uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Uh, most, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's famous for putting the, the guy that put the nipples on the bat suit, uh, which uh, everyone lost their shit about. And when I was a kid watching, I was like, I don't understand why this is a big deal uh but of course he did one of my all-time favorite movies uh the lost boys also starring jamie gertz uh as well as jason patrick and Kiefer sutherland with arguably the coolest Kiefer sutherland haircut he's ever had in his life it's the classic joe if he's i'm not so if i'm lying i'm dying i might be mistaken on this but i'm pretty sure this is a movie it was this because he also did flatliners which he had Kiefer sutherland but he did a time he, to kill too right he did do a time to kill which is a phenomenal movie um and he also did the, the 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 client, which I think was the Susan Sarandon movie based mm-hmm. on John Grissom, where Brad Renfro mm-hmm. plays the kid who sees a murderer, and it's really good too. Um, but let, but in more important news, Joe, Kiefer Sutherland's hair in Lost Boys, he has that cool like crew mm-hmm. cut up top, mm-hmm. mullet in the back, like totally. just mullet, like it's like a rainfall of happiness going down his back, a and it is happiness. dark blonde, and it's, it's so, so blonde. cool. It's so cool. That when I was a kid, I was like, I will never be cool you, enough. You to have guys that can't see it, but I'm showing the kids right now. You're showing the kids. Am the I describing it correctly? Vampires? Yeah. yeah. So the Lost you, Boys. Have you not seen Lost Boys, Joey? I think I've seen it once, like a very long time ago. It's and really I have so, a terrible memory. The Lost Boys to me was a classic. It was Joel Schumacher, uh, and it was about a group of uh, young vampires who are kind of uh, running rampant in the town of uh, the fictional town i think of santa clara i think it was actually shot in santa cruz they call it, it santa was. clara i think um santa clara is a town but i think it was shot in, I, I get confused with where it, it is. was anyway. definitely it was yeah. definitely santa cruz that it was shot in and it, right. that's not um, the name of the actual city that's not the name of the town yeah. so uh it stars jason patrick who was in of course speed 2 you'll recognize him from that seminal film uh diane weiss i believe plays their mom uh, uh i forget the grandfather's name but most importantly it had the two Corys in it it was one of the two Corys films uh, so it starred Corey Haim and Corey Feldman back at the height of their powers. Uh, these are also the the two gentlemen that brought us the classic License to Drive, uh, which is I don't recommend watching because <laughs> I went back and watched that one. I was like, oh, this, this is this is a harsh movie to watch. Um, does not age well. Uh, so let's just put it this way. It's got it. Well, doesn't don't worry about that. Anyway, uh, Lost Boys, however, I think does age well. And of course, they come to this town and they figure out what's going on. And, and Jason Patrick gets uh, kind of in with the group and is inducted into this. And then his younger brother, played by Corey Haim, has to uh, figure out how to help him and, and kill all the vampires and save the town. Uh, and I have watched this movie multiple, multiple times. It is a it is a near and dear classic to me. And I recommend everyone going out and watching it. I don't know if it's available anywhere on streaming because I'm bad at my job and I didn't bother looking it up. But... <laughs> I I'll will submit up. the I will submit the Lost Boys as pot- another potential for the Nicholas this week. I'm just putting mm-hmm. that out there. Uh, I have actually a have, a, I have one that I would, I would like to submit. Also, it okay. doesn't look like the Lost Boys is streaming in anywhere. So okay, well, like we don't have to harder. put that on there. I won't make you guys watch it. But if you if you're yeah, a fan of that, sure. chat. I just pulled up his IMDb. He did a lot of really great stuff. 
Joel Schumacher did a lot of great movies. Yeah. I only knew him like really from A Time to Kill and Batman and Robin because I know it's terrible, but I love it anyways. But just looking at his stuff, it's like, shoot, St. Elmo's Fire, which is a banger of a theme song. He had a career that spanned like four decades. So, I mean, the the guy was directed a lot of stuff. And, you know, uh, you know, he came from like the costuming and production design world. So a lot of his movies, specifically like Lost Boys, has just really cool, like period correct costumes. I mean, obviously they're period correct. because yeah, I feel like they're period like, exaggerated yeah. costumes, like especially all the stuff the Lost Boys are wearing where it's like but leather it's and chain. Oh, it's so dope. They're always in like, they're in like, everything's pop collar. So if you're wearing a leather jacket, you better damn well get ready for your ears to sweat because that pop, that collar is going to go up to your ears. It's going to be pop. <laughs> a lot of denim, a lot of, lot of jewelry, just a lot of necklaces and like, and I think Alex Winters is in it. The guy that played uh, either Bill or Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And he's yeah. got like the cutoff shirt where it's like he's like I'm cut the shirt I'm it's like if if you're if you're still wearing half a shirt you're just not cool you're not cool so take that other half off you don't need it um but also it's got a banger soundtrack and it's just got it's got that style from the 80s Joe that 80s sort of young adult horror adventure style that mm-hmm. a very few all, every movie this, these days that's like retro 80s tries to nail and very few yeah. do. So this is definitely one of those that people look back on. Like the Duffer Brothers definitely look back on things like this and go, yeah, we'll, we'll take some inspiration from Lost Boys um, as well as a lot of other fun 80s movies like Goonies and shit like that. So uh, go check that out and watch it if you guys can. If you like it, let me know. If you don't like it, let me know. Uh, and we'll move on from there. Whew, it's been a good one. We've had a good time, everyone. Uh, so I do right now want to take a second to tell y'all about our sponsor. Kevin, how do you feel about that? I feel good about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to set up the drink. You do your thing. Our sponsor this week, of course, is Meat Undies. Listen, you've heard us talk about Meat Undies a lot. We love Meat Undies. We we wear MeUndies. Uh, they're very, very, very soft, but they're also doing something really, really cool for this Pride Month. Uh, it's critical that we take a moment, of course, to recognize and remember the intersectionality between Pride and the racial injustices that we continue to endure today. Uh, this month, through uh, their MeUndies Gives initiative, MeUndies continues to take action to achieve their mission of creating a more thoughtful and accepting world by making $50,000 donations to both the It Gets Better Project and Black Lives Matter. Uh, they, like MeUndies, are committed to standing uh, up against hate and intolerance and creating a world where hope outshines fear for all people. Uh, with MeUndies Gives, simply by shopping MeUndies, you can help them support this cause. I think it's awesome they're doing this. Obviously, you know, uh, we wear MeUndies. I was, the first time I felt a pair of MeUndies, I was like, that's exceptionally soft. And that's the kind of thing that I want around me at all times. Uh, and of course, the guys wear them all the time. If Greg were here, I'm sure he would, uh, without asking, show you what what pair of fun MeUndies print he's got on right now. But thankfully, he's not here because, let's be honest, we all need a break from that goon. Uh, MeUndies has this brilliant thing called uh, an Undies membership, where every month the softest Undies ever appear at your doorstep. And who does not want that right now? Because we're all... Stuck at home. So you my, if you need underwear, what better way to do it than just uh, just order it from MeUndies and have it shipped right to your doorstep. Um, this The convenience factor is clutch. You never have to leave your house. Oh, and you also get site-wide savings, early access, and free shipping. It's pure joy. That's part of the membership. Uh, MeUndies are made of, of course, that micromodal fabric, an irresistibly soft, sustainable fabric that encases your nether regions in a cloud-like comfort. It's magically made from trees. Another reason to give them a hug. Uh, MeUndies are offered in a range of sizes from X, uh, extra small to 4XL. Uh, MeUndies is a great offer for the listeners of this fine show. For any first-time purchasers, you get 
15% off and free shipping. Uh, you got to give this super softness a try, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Uh, to get that 15% off your first order, free shipping, and the 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash morning. That's meundies.com slash morning. I'll tell you another thing these things are good for, Kev. I've been doing a lot of sitting down. And it's nice to have a little extra softness down there because my this Ikea chair that I'm sitting on right now, it's rough. Not a lot of padding. <laughs> not a lot of padding. I'm not saying that's a that's a function of me undies, but might be a fun side effect. Uh, all right, guys. It's Nicholas time. We uh, last Nicholas week. Nicholas time, huh? <laughs> Nicholas time. Yep. Uh, well, what we did last time, we said what we've been watching and then did Nicholas. Let's watch what we've been watching first. Okay. And then we'll do the Nicholas. Uh, if you guys did your homework last week, we're going to be talking about the King of Staten Island, Color Out of Space, and The Vast of Night. If you haven't done your homework, you have approximately 15 minutes to watch three <laughs> two and a half hour long movies. So start skimming now. Whoever, oh, damn it, I should have You chat. probably have enough time to like read the two Wikipedia. Feast, two Furious in the chat. Them. What's that, Joe? I said you probably have enough time to read like the Wikipedia summaries on all three of those movies, and that's about yeah. it. You sure do. Uh, let's kick it off with Kevin. Kevin, what are you <clears> watching this week? So, uh, I mean, I watched all the stuff that we, we talked about, but I also watched, well, I didn't watch it fully, but uh, Atticus Finch. No, that's Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl, that's it. There you go. <laughs> I was like, you watched, uh, I was no. like what, you watched the uh, Ayn Rand movie? <laughs> there you no, go. no, no, no. Sorry. Um, and, well, I didn't watch the whole movie. I fell asleep a third in. And, um, this was the, this, so Artemis Fowl is the, Artemis the Fowl. Disney franchise that was supposed to be huge yeah. for them, right? right. And then, right, of course, right. got unfortunately derailed by coronavirus. But this is sort of like that, Harry like, Potter, but if they were yeah, the whole family were thieves instead of wizards? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> and this yeah. is... So, like, I which saw is the one about Greek of... gods? Is that Percy Jackson? Yeah, that's, that's Percy Jackson, Jackson okay. and the Lightning. The first one's not terrible. It's not great though. Um, but uh, so I watched this because I like saw a lot of people being like, "Oh, this movie is absolute trash," and I was like, "Well, let me see how trashy it is." Now, I didn't think it was trash. I thought it was just very clearly like a kids' movie, and it like not like a kids' movie that like trans like translated to like an adult. So watching it, I was like, oh, this is just a little kid's movie, and I fell asleep. So, you know, didn't finish it. it, did not go back to it. It's just, Ugh. it's not worth it, unfortunately. Important correction in the chat. Uh, Cactus Finch says, Atticus, Atticus Finch is the dad in To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's not in it. Yeah, I thought he was the guy, the main character from Fountainhead. Like, what was, hey, chat, let me know what the main character from Fountainhead's name did is. He have something him? like that. Oh, wait, no. I'm thinking. We don't have a year-long section, but evidently last week we could have really used it. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> What? <laughs> Got a couple things wrong with that old Zack Snyder trailer. Hey, we'll get the next one better. We're uh, we're all trying to be better at our jobs here. Um, Kevin, what else have you been watching? Uh, I think for the most part that's been it. Because like we have we picked like it's this next list thing I really like, but it does it takes time. It takes a lot of time. Yeah, because should we tear it down to two and not three? Three well, think, is a lot. Well, but it's three fun. is a lot. Yeah, it is fun. That's the thing. Like I don't regret. Okay, that's not. I think the key is finding a movie that at least say so here's the here's here's what I've been thinking in my brain. How okay. do we find three options, one of which all of us have already seen, mm. so that you don't have to watch it again? For instance, I don't have so to watch that Twister again. Any given person only has to watch. But watch here's two. the rea- here's the reality: mm-hmm. you're gonna watch Twister again, aren't you? Okay, I'm gonna watch Twister again. There you Kevin. go. Yeah, that, yeah. Was a, that was a. That was a, a, a pop quiz that you just passed, buddy. <laughs> but here's the thing. Nick can yeah, have but, Twister as, as the last option so he can watch it whenever right, he feels right. like oh, he doesn't I'll, feel I'll pressure to finish yeah. the whole thing. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
I'm down to keep it at three if you guys are. But if it, you know, honestly, if it starts getting too much, we can pare it down. And if you guys can't finish a movie, or this is the other thing I've been thinking of: Do we need to finish terrible movies? Is there a way to bail out of Nicholas? Oh yeah, no, yeah. You can, when you I watch like- a movie, you're like, because I'll be honest with you, I well, we'll get to it in a second. But oh fuck it, let's talk about it now. I almost stopped watching The Vast of Night three times. Really? Because I, I kept didn't- falling asleep. I didn't even, oh. it wasn't even on the Nicholas when I watched it. And I was like, I don't, do I want to keep watching this? I don't know that no. it's, I don't think I do. But then oh. I did because I wanted to see if the end brought it back. And I don't, it wasn't my favorite, but I also don't like sci-fi. So I don't think it's like my kind of movie. See, it's it interesting. Is. I, I didn't love it, but I, I enjoyed it. Like there was one aspect in it that I was like, why are you doing it? the whole like, oh, hey, this is a TV show thing. I, right, that that pissed me off. Or it was just like, why are you doing this? Like it's I, a little too meta. Yeah, exactly. In a, in a way that like it, I feel like it didn't need to. It's kind but of I guess nose. that I, that go works well with the ending in the sense of like, well, it's a TV show, and you kind of decide what you want, you know. But um, I think it's so. First off, I applaud the director and the cast for the style of this movie. It's really, dumb. and I could understand why if you're super into artistic indie films, you would love this. I was like, there was a moment where I'm like, I think I'm digging this, but then some of the artistic direction. Specifically, where we're like, they were just like, we're going to let this thing dip into black for five minutes while you listen to this guy. The like, audio? And I did this thing. Mm-hmm. I had to turn the subtitles on first of all because I couldn't understand oh, what the yeah. main character was saying for the first 15 minutes of this movie because he was speaking through a cigarette. And I was like, you're talking too fast. I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. Um, by about halfway through, I'm like, I'm intrigued enough and I and I, I respect the style enough of this director to pay him the respect, of course, of me finishing the movie. So I finished <laughs> it and I'm glad I watched it. I think it's worth a watch if you really, really, really like stylized indie movie, like sci-fi indie movies that uh, pay homage to the Twilight Zone and to those like old yeah. radio shows, like War of the Worlds radio shows of the past, uh, which I think they drew a lot of reference from that from what I read in the IMDb trivia. Because um, I think even the radio station was called like W-O-W-W or something like that, War of the Worlds. Anyway, I don't know, maybe I took that wrong. Oh, but a W O T H W War of the World, I think, is what the radio station was called. Anyway, the, the concept the concept is cool, and I like the vibe he was going for. But I think the way they shot it, like we didn't need to spend that much time at the basketball court, and I think <clears> they, <throat> I think they put a lot of budget into that. What I would have loved to have seen was a little bit more coverage of the scenes where they were in their respective settings, where the actress was in the radio, or the the switch uh, telephone switch box place, and then mm-hmm. the. Um, the guy was in the radio station because those yeah. were cool set pieces that I wanted to see more of. And I wanted to see them roaming around the town more in this like sort of like desolate area. I think they nailed that vibe, but I just can't help thinking that this would have been way cooler if it was a 45 minute episode of uh, black mirror and not an hour and a half of giving me a story with a one shot where I start to be like, what are we talking? And then I, and then I literally, it's like, you know, it reminds me of you ever seen GI Jane. There's a part in GI Jane where you're there. They showering. work. No, no, no. no. Well, no. There's a part where they they overwork them and then they put yeah. them in this dimly lit classroom with like water dripping and he starts playing classical music and then he asks them to write like a two thousand word essay on like what it means to be in the military and the whole point of it is to make them fall asleep so that they can scare the shit out of them and then keep driving them further. That's what I kind of felt like was the best of night. Well, I was like, this thing is making me fall asleep and then they're, but something scary is going to fucking happen and they're going to get me with it and I will not be gotten, Kevin. It's, I will it's not be so gotten. interesting because that, that first uh, scene that we see where that we follow these two, well, this one character and then it, it introduces the second character 
and like he is talking really fast and he's got a cigarette in his mouth the whole time yeah. and just i don't know i i really like that scene that that something about like the the way it was shot the movement of it that like how quick all the interactions were and it was like oh hey ted says you need to come and help i but i'm doing something i can't come and help all right let's go and then like they would go into it and be like no i didn't need him i wanted the other kid that worked at the thing he's like no he works at the thing and it just it <laughs> seemed so like yeah. real you know I, yeah <laughs> real i mean I, <laughs> I i and again i respect the style it just was not unfortunately for me it didn't it didn't grab me like i wanted it to i wanted to be drawn into this world uh of where something crazy <clears throat> is happening in a small town you look at you guys say, Nick, there's something crazy that's sci-fi happening in a small town and these two t- like teenager or young adult kids have to figure this out. I'm like, I am in. That is my totally. favorite genre of film. Let's go. But my issue with this was I was like, why? I hate when movies are when, – when I'm sitting in movies and going, what is the point of this scene other than to lull me into – it's it's similar to like my criticism of The Lord of the Rings with with the trees. Where I'm like, I get why you're doing this, but I don't like any scenes that were purposely put in here to like troll the audience and make me feel antsy so that you can hit me with something later. I just feel like it's a waste of screen time. And there's multiple moments in this where that happens where she's like answering the phone and we're getting this back. It's it's almost similar to like backstory letters and like Last of Us where I'm like, why do I have to read these? And I know that if I read them, it might make it deeper. But, but like yeah, sometimes like, I'm I feel like, like I don't know, I don't those moments where she's dealing with phone calls and trying to get people back, it does such a good job of like not – building tension but like maybe escalating just a little bit more of that uncomfortable feeling of like what exactly is happening and how do you deal with not having modern technology to like she can't just call the girl's cell phone and be like hey what's going on why aren't why are you answering but i think it was like that whole shot which was she and the actor did a good job but Mm -hmm. the whole shot she's answering these calls. I'm having a hard time understanding what people are saying. So obviously I have to read the subtitles because the audio pass on this was not very good. And it's happening so fast. I think the idea was supposed to be like, Hey, crazy shit's happening all over town. And we only have like 10 actors. So let's, let's try to make it look like the whole town's at this thing. But then these people are really secluded, but I could have, I think he could have achieved that same thing with like two phone calls or one phone call and then not being able to raise anyone else on, on the switchboard. But again, I think overall, that's the director's style. I think it works for him. I think a lot of people vibe with this, and I respect it. I just, I was very bored with this movie, and I, I and I was like, I, I want to finish this because I want to see where it goes. And by the ending, I'm like, I'm glad I watched it. It didn't work for me though, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I was end. also a like I had seen a lot of people in my timeline really hyping this up, so I think I went in with like higher expectations than I should have, which is always. A hard thing to manage yeah but yeah like to what kevin was saying of like that in that first scene of the movie where they're going through the gym and trying to figure out all this stuff is so good and then i feel like <clears throat> pretty but quickly they keep, walking, they keep walking and they keep talking and i was like okay well essentially like once they once they the split i feel like the pacing of it changes and it's like it, it just does. slows down it, really really fast and i'm like Oh, this is I, this feels different. I don't think they did a good job explaining that like she was leaving the event and he was going to drop her off at her job. They did because I thought yeah. she was working for the high school band. I was like, is she supposed to leave this no. thing? Yeah, and yeah. I guess she did that. And then they have all this stuff about the tape recorder, and I just I couldn't. I'm like, this is going to play a pivotal role in this because we've spent so much time talking about this tape recorder and we're interviewing people, and all of this is going to go somewhere, and it. Just at the end, the only thing that's left over is the tape recorder. So my assumption is that someone's going to find this maybe and be like, be able to recreate the story. I don't know what I was. I don't. Again, 
I fell asleep. I, I started dazing in and out of consciousness on this one because, again, it <laughs> lulled me into this. So I'm sure there's a much deeper meaning in this that is completely eluding me. But I just, you know, for me, I like a more classic Hollywood re- like telling of stories like that where the formatting is not so bloated up front. And I just felt like I was getting anxiety with this scene. I was like, just can we move on to whatever the thing, the next thing but, is going to be? I, I can feel we like just get out of this? The, the, the beginning of it, like, is the total opposite of the end of it where, like, there is like the end the last like five minutes are silent and them kind of walking around and like that i like that juxtaposition where it's like it goes from such a like you know these people know exactly what they're doing everything's going like makes sense to them to like fucking nothing like this is so surreal and out of their world of like what is happening that like they're scared and like about to panic and then they see this and this big reveal of like oh shit no this is just this is exactly what what it, what everyone is saying. And, that, it is. and all that yeah. stuff was cool. Yeah, that, and like last fifteen minutes of the movie worked for me, and I think the reason it worked was because they were showing us, not telling us. Whereas the other hour and a half of the movie is literally two to three characters, single shot, telling you what you're supposed to be thinking about right now, I mean, telling you like, what they saw, it, and that's fine if it's one character giving context to the story. But like, I keep thinking to myself, okay, are we gonna fucking? At some point, this guy's going to be like, it was 1928. I was working here. And then we're going to go and see this. Because that's what you would normally do if you had more budget. Well, that's what – because it's much more interesting when you're watching a motion picture to have someone to show you that. Now, I get that he was like, hey, we want to make this like a radio show where we're literally dipping into darkness and you're going to hear that. But it's very, very hard for a person with my – with zero patience to watch a radio show. Mm. And I I understand that's what he was trying to go for. I just – I just – I just don't think that I – Maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you, I and, Joey, I you and Joey both didn't like it. Unsettling, it, it, yeah. It, it, it's, it is interesting because when it dips to black, I, I thought that was a, such a cool thing where it's like it is like it is like you were listening to it on the radio. You're just now kind of taking everything this guy says. And I, I thought what, what he was saying was an interesting story. It, so, it was. Yeah. It was. And, that, and that's cool. And I mean, through that context, I get I get it. Um, I just I guess I wasn't I guess it it just didn't occur to me as I was watching it. Of course, looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, that is that's cool. It's cool that he did that. But I guess for me in that moment, I was bored shitless. I, I also so. think that there is a little bit of uh, a duality with the fact that like we couldn't see anything and the felt the fact that he felt he was unseen. The reason why he was chosen was no one would listen to him you know right yeah. so yeah, yeah because the color was good yeah so, exactly. i mean yeah absolutely that was cool all and that stuff again, metaphorically played in well but and like for even, a movie that's 20 minutes of someone talking at me i'm like yeah sorry continue Kev. i was just I saying that, like one more layer to that is also like he talks to this kid on the radio because he can't see him on the phone you know what i mean so right he'd be more likely to believe him if it like if it if was just like listen to his words yeah 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 and that and that stuff works for me. I think that's super cool. It's just again, again, this is just not a movie for me. But this does not make this a bad movie. Let's put it that way. I can understand if, like, I saw Sean Finnegan tweeting about it, and I was like, totally yeah, understand right. why he'd vibe with this. I think this is right up his alley. And I think the director and and the production team, with what budget they have, deserve, deserve kudos for this. It's just a little too artistic for me, and a little too deep for the uh, the, the 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 small pond that is me. <laughs> you know, uh, where do we want to put? Uh, Vast of Night on the Nicholas. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, Nicholas is as follows. It's a three-tiered system. Okay, we're not we're not doing four and a half stars. We're not doing it at hundred percent. Is there like a point five? No, three. Is it good, good, bad, good, or bad, bad? That's what we're deciding here. Joey, where do you want to put this? This is where it gets hard because am I supposed to be evaluating it 
is like objectively as possible. I feel like this is just, just personal yeah, this opinion. Is personal opinion, right? This is I, a yeah, court of that's a question. Opinion. That is a question because if I'm evaluating <laughs> this from its artistic merit, I put it a good good. If I'm evaluating this from how much I liked it, I put it a bad bad. Because I just didn't like that. I just, I was like, I want to stop watching this movie right now. This I, but is not I think for me. I think that that should then fall under the bad bad category, where it's like this is not a movie that you guys will recommend to the next person that walks up to you. You know what I mean? If someone yeah. right now I guess comes that's up, a good basis of it. Of yeah, in terms of recommendation, yeah. or would you watch it again, or something like that? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would put it in bad, bad. <laughs> You're going to put it in bad, bad? I mean, I think yeah. I have to put this in bad, bad also. This movie kind of, just didn't yeah. work for me. I mean, this is clearly going in the bad, bad category, but I would okay. put it in the good, bad category where there were a lot of aspects that I liked. There were some yeah. things like the, this is all a TV show aspect that I was like, what is, what is, I don't like this. This is trying too hard. Yeah. Uh, Petey pop off in the chat. It says, I thought there was also bad, good. No, 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 Petey. There's three tiers. There's three. good, 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 bad. Bad, bad. Could we flip choice. it? If we Could said we bad, good. No, I think sometimes the middle it, one switches the words. Yeah, I was going to say, might. yeah. That, one, that but, one that one switches. But it's it does, still it, in the same category. Matter. You know what I mean? It's yeah. still yes. getting a the, the, score of two stars. And again, the no reason stars, if you were like, heavy. Nick, you don't have good taste <laughs> movies. The Vast Night is too artistic for you. You're 100% spot on. I just watched this movie for five minutes and was like, I want to turn this off. And to me, that is bad, bad, unfortunately. Uh, but I definitely recommend watching it if you like artistic movies. And Kevin, spot on. This movie is very deep and very cool. Uh, it just, man, I hope I never have to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, next <laughs> uh, up. Wait, wait, real quick. Actually, I just looked at this list. And apparently, I put in a movie here that I forgot I had watched. I also watched Maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, it wasn't that bad. I was surprised yeah. at how much like I was okay with it. Um, I'm going to uh, watch the second one at some point in the next week because that's why we watched the first one so that we can watch uh, Maleficent 2, which is on Disney+. Plus. Uh, very cool. Yeah, I actually remember watching Maleficent 1 randomly. It was one of those like, no one's here. No one's judging me right now. I'm going to watch <laughs> Maleficent. And pleasantly surprised how much I enjoyed that movie. What, I was... What's her name? Ella Fanning? El Fanning. 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 She yeah. is phenomenal. I enjoy her and everything she she does. When she was I, the great was so do. good. That's all. The great was good. I watched like maybe twenty minutes of each episode because I kept popping in, and I was like, "This is crazy and very." It's like it's like clueless. I'm like, "This is really fun to watch." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, what's her face? Uh, man, how do I remember? Angelina Jolie. Yes, uh, was really good, and I felt like they did a really good job of like changing that story. In a way that was like, oh man, I I feel terrible for Angelina Jolie's character, but at the same time, up oh, now she went too far, and it's like, oh now she's been redeemed. Oh no, she can't take it back. What? Yeah, it was, <laughs> I, it, the story did a good job of, of grabbing my attention and working with a story that I already knew. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, in the chat, Shifty four one five says it needs to be four tiers. No, Shifty, you're getting too complex. You're getting too complex. This is what at I'm saying. Point, this not is the five. problem. Well, yeah, at that point, why don't we just get it at 100 and every and we just do the minutiae? That is not what we're trying to do here. We, I want people to be at a glance, look at a movie and go, should I watch it? And if so, what experience am I going to get? And if it's bad, bad, you don't watch it. If it's good, bad, you know that's going to be about anywhere between a this is silly and stupid to a oh, this was almost good. It just needed a couple a couple pieces changed out here and there. Like, for instance, I think Color, of, uh, Color Out of Space would have been phenomenal if they – for whatever reason, uh, didn't cast Nicolas Cage. Um, 
like that could have pushed that movie back up a couple tiers because he's fucking crazy. I know. Uh, and then, of course, Good Good is movies that I think everyone should watch. Uh, specifically, I think the last one we named Good Good was The Hate You Give, and everyone should absolutely watch that movie. Uh, okay, where do we want to? Well, let's talk about Color Out of Space. What Man. the hell? Holy what shit! <laughs> I did not like. From the trailers, I had no idea what to expect, and I was like, oh, this just looks like it's going to be a crazy movie. Let's see it. And then, like, as it's going on, it was like, oh, are they really going to make this decision? Like, what are they, like, tomorrow, surely they're going to wake up and the mom and fucking kid are going to be separated, right? No. No. Nope. They just commit to that. It. It is obviously uh, it's it's worth noting that I did not know any too much about this movie other than having seen a trailer for it about maybe a year or two ago uh, before yeah. it was going to be released, which I assume was a limited release, if any release. Um, a couple things worth noting: this is from the guy that did a movie called The Island of Doctor Moreau. Now, I never recommend watching that movie. It is a massive, massive, massive piece of shit starring Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando, and. But I do recommend watching the documentary someone made about that movie because the shit that went down on set is you can't write it. It is it is a truth is stranger than fiction moment. Uh, Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer hated each other. Val Kilmer was such an asshole that he literally wouldn't come out of his trailer until Marlon Brando came out of his trailer. And then Marlon Brando figured that out and was like, I'm not coming out. And so the director went crazy, got kicked off the movie. And then, and I'm not making this up, got the costume department to dress him up as one of the monsters on the island <laughs> so that he could see what was going on in the movie and be on set for it. And then someone accused him of sabotaging the movie. You cannot make this shit up. It is crazy. Chat, let me know what the name of that uh, that documentary is called because if you haven't watched it, it is one of the reasons why if you ever wonder why a movie was so bad, watch that because it has everything to do with how shitty people can be to each other, egos, lack of budget, poor decisions, by the way. My, one of my favorite things that happened is the director of photography. So, Joe, they need this to look like a deserted island, right? Yeah. The director, they find this island. The director mm-hmm. of photography is like, oh, this is cool. Look at this space right here that's like 10 minutes away from where all the hotels are. Like we could literally drive 10 minutes away yeah. and have it, have it look like they're in the middle of a deserted island in the South Pacific, right? And the director's like, yeah. But we can't see the mountain in the background. And the cinematographer's like, yeah, yeah. But if we see the mountain in the back, he's like, well, I want to see the mountain in the background because it gives context to where everyone is the entire time. And the cinematographer's like, we don't need that. What we need is to be able to get our actors to set on time. And so they ended up – the director's like, no, no, I want to shoot on the other side of the island, which is like three hours away. And it just Jeez. snowballed down from there. It was just bad choice after bad choice. He <laughs> never wanted – he didn't want Val Kilmer to be in the movie and Val Kilmer got in the movie. And then they were just assholes. Nick, it's so it, Is it Lost Soul? Yes, the doomed journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Doctor Moreau. Yep. Thank you. Yep. I don't know Matt in the chat for that one. Thank you, Matt. Uh, of well, course, no, Richard I, Stanley. I googled it. What do you mean? Well, it's been in the chat for like three minutes. Well, like take your uh, thank you back. Give it to me. I googled it. <laughs> oh, nice. And by the way, sorry. Uh, just breaking news right now from Cassandra Marvel in the chat says Nick Psych Two. The movie is out July fifteenth on Peacock. Trailer out now. Oh. We're winning, everyone. We're we're climbing it back. This is this is there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's it's psych too. I might God watch this it. immediately after because that sounds really cool. Lost Soul, which that is available on Prime Video. It is so unbelievable. Like there are the stories that these people tell. You're like, I can't, I can't. That does that's not like. There's no way that can be true. There's just no way. Uh, <laughs> I know that sounds just like ridiculous, but 
it's Thank it's you. completely absurd. And of okay. course, they took like they took a classic book, The Island of Dr. Moreau, and just made it into like a horror fest. It was just fucking crazy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but let's that go also back to... goes into like crazy, uh, what like that that style of like weird deformed monsters that. Right? Yeah, I never Dr. saw. Moreau. I never saw his first movie. We did a movie called Hardware, I think, which got him re- critical acclaim. It was uh, indie. I have. I don't know what it's about. I never saw it, but apparently, he wanted to take yeah, crazy this this in a crazier direction. But yeah. when the studio told him, he, I think he what happened was, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't watched the documentary in a while. What happened was he was like, I love the story of Island Doctor Moreau. I have a vision for what this could be. I only need like two or three million dollars. But the problem was they were like the studio was like, what if we got you? marlon brando and he was like holy shit that would be amazing yeah uh, and of course this is the time when marlon brando didn't want to be in movies he was just doing them for paychecks and just refused to learn his lines so they had to like put lines on people so we could like read them off their heads and shit and then they go but can Val- you imagine being so famous that they're like you know what don't worry we're gonna write on ted's head so you no, just like, have to look at <laughs> kevin there's a character in this movie so that wild. wasn't written into the movie marlon brando just goes i want like a person around me of small stature at all times. So write that character in. So they had to find like the world's shortest man and cast it as a character that I don't think was written into the movie. That's how fucking crazy Marlon Brando was that he thought that was a good idea. And like, was he trying to get fired or something? I think he was. I think he was like, like they have to pay me no matter what. So I'll just go and get fired. And that'd be, I'll fine. Just be but the, really crazy. The bigger problem was, uh, was Val Kilmer. And the way, the way the story goes, if I'm not mistaken, was that, once Val Kilmer signed on, they were like, oh, we got to give you way more money. And he was like, I don't want money. I want an actor that I can work with. And they were like, well, but it's just Val Kilmer. And he was huge back then. Yeah. And like, spoilers, I think this is the movie that derailed Val Kilmer's career. Because oh. up until this point, he had done like The Saint probably. I think maybe they did The Saint. Maybe they did afterward. But he did like The Saint. Uh, he was Batman. He was Iceman. He was all the – he was a real genius. He was the hot new thing. And then he does this movie. And I remember as a kid going like, oh, no. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what this is. Or why, but I never want this to happen. I never want to relive an experience. And this is when you were a kid and you're like, I only can see one movie a week, so I have to sit yeah. through this. But if yeah. I don't know, I could have walked out of that movie. I'd have walked out of that movie and called my parents to <laughs> come pick me up because it was a shit storm. I, I kind of want to watch Hardware now. I like Googled it and like all the images look really cool. It's it's a critical. It's I mean it's it's a movie that got a lot of, garnered a lot of acclaim for its time. So I think it's worth probably worth watching. But uh, it's the missing link in the chat says sounds like the Firefest documentary. Yes, it's that vibe. Except fucking crazy, even crazier, in my opinion, because the movie ended up coming out and everyone was like, what is this? Yeah. What is this movie? Oh, I digress. Back to Colorado Space. What do we think? It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I don't know lot. what I was expecting, really, because it's not what, thing. It, what I, I got. the trailer once. And yeah. I, I, like, I think we had just kind of cobbled it together last week of like, oh, I remember seeing that trailer and this looks crazy. And like... Nicolas Cage has been on a crazy streak. Obviously, this also jumped so, off from somebody recommending Mandy. Yes, and then and, and, the and mom and dad movie was weird as right. shit. So important to note, those three movies, if I'm not mistaken, were uh, were produced and distributed by the same producers. I think it was XYZ yeah, Films. So they, so it's sort of, I think that is their genre. And Nicolas Cage is their go-to guy uh, for yeah. that chat. Let me know if I'm wrong also, about that. But I know Nicolas for sure Cage they did Mandy. went broke, right? That's the reason why we're getting so many Nicolas Nick Cage, Cage movies. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I cannot confirm nor deny, but I'm pretty sure he likes his substances. And uh, I'm joking about that. I don't know why, but yeah, I think he. I think he's had some money troubles, and he uh, he, he, he's done some crazy shit. This movie is fucking weird and absurd, and somehow he stands out as the weirdest part 
just because he does this character like it's being influenced by this color that starts talking in a weird way and for some whatever reason that's even more jarring and not in like it's supposed to be jarring kind of way you know yeah the whole thing is just unsettling so like this is this is an example of taking inspiration from hp lovecraft and which is a choice <laughs> it's a choice and 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 it, to be fair it, it, there's there's something to be said for lovecraft right i think there's something to be said for that for his style of storytelling and the horror and the the grotesqueness of it all uh i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna discount that or discredit that but what i think was more telling is i think we've watched two movies that are inspired by hp lovecraft one was this and the other one was underwater but um, this one is directly wanna, directly this inspired. one is directly yeah. based on a short, a short story. story so i like when people go, I want to make an homage to Lovecraft and have some Lovecraftian elements in my movie. But man, maybe I don't like when they do a one-to-one recreation <laughs> of the H.P. Lovecraft short stories uh, because I think it's a cool story. I just think that they needed to um, – I just think that their elements were a little off from it. And really the, the one thing that was super jarring to me was just Nicolas Cage's performance in this, which started off fine and then somewhere went to a valley girl halfway through. And oh, then no. Donald Trump for a little bit, which I think Kevin said was supposed to be indicative of him recreating his father's attitude toward him. Right. But we, we didn't see that. We just heard him kind of complain no. about his father a couple of times. Right. That's why so he, his performance is so erratic in this movie that I feel bad for the actors that he's acting opposite. I think the mother, I think all the kids, I think the rest of the cast was great. Did you know who the daughter was? What was she from? She's the best friend into all the boys. That's what I recognize uh, from. Maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe that's why she gets a couple extra notches in my book because she picks good projects. I was uh, aside from this. I was very impressed by was it Tom Tommy Chong? What's his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tommy Chong. Yeah, like, I was very impressed because like he played the same dumb character he always has, and then he has a cool monologue in, uh, yeah, at the yeah. end yeah. where it's like this is fucking terrifying. I uh I I I'm conflicted on this because I enjoyed this movie. I did. I never want to watch it again. I don't know that I want to recommend it for people, but I think if you're a fan of like really fucked up sci-fi horror, this might be right up your alley. <laughs> and and it, and, it, and I think I say that knowing that like I think a better example of a movie that does some a similar style would be John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, but that movie does a really good job of putting you and building tension and yeah. putting you and, and getting letting you get to know the characters before they start the, the monster starts killing them off. This movie I thought was going there, and then Nicolas Cage was so erratic at it that I was really like, "What the fuck is put on?" But then by the time everything starts going crazy, I'm like, "I want to see where this roller coaster goes." And then it finishes, and I'm like, "I think I'm worse off for having watched this movie." <laughs> yeah, that's but the maybe thing. that's the point of it, right? And that's exactly what I was gonna say. Where it's like, I feel like that's the point, and like because of that, I want to give it more points. And I, I don't know. I, I don't. I can't say that I like this movie, but I do think that like people should it. watch it. Yes, just where it's like it's like when you smell something it's bad. Definitely you're entertaining. Like, Everybody smell this. This smells yeah. bad, right? And like I know it smells bad, <laughs> but I I just I want someone else to smell it to justify that how bad it smells. I feel like when we whenever we decide to build out kindoffunny.com to be the premier movie review site, uh we'll do pull quotes and that will be Kevin's pull quote for Color Out of Space. It's Perfect. like when you smell something bad and you want everyone to come smell it because it smells so bad 
that you want everyone to know how bad it smells. And I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about because there's a sick, twisted joy in indulging yeah. in something that's terrible. And then when we all do it together, it makes us all realize how fucked up we are as human beings. And that is what Colorado Space did for me. That is why I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's good, bad. I'm going to say it's good, bad. I will second that. What's say you? So here's, I mean, I ha- there's layers to this. For me, <laughs> I think it's, especially, so obviously, Vast of Night, very sci-fi kind of traditional in that sense this way more sci-fi horror which is way more my vibe so i think i'm predisposed to like this movie more than the other one um me too by the way i think that's why i i I immediately vibe with it because it is much more like a classical sci-fi horror movie yeah and then that's the thing of like i was never bored in this movie i was mostly just like confused of like what the fuck is going on like what what possibly is the end game why did they have alpaca I never got a good explanation for that. They just said it's they, the animal of the future. <laughs> yeah, he was Nicholas Cage was trying to uh, raise alpacas to like milk and be meat for the future. He was gonna make that try to make that a thing. Like that's what why they were living there. I thought it was like he I just, inherited so we this know farm. Why? Like it, I don't know. If it, that's a, change, that's a Joey, weird reason. Change, Joey. Would you know? Would you believe that when I saw? So here's when I started watching it with D in about 50 minutes, and she's like, Nope, I'm going to bed. This is not something that I ever need to see. And I got both my wife because I like I stick shit out. I'm like, oh no, this is gonna be redeemed. I, we're gonna get the ending of this is gonna make it all worth it. Yeah. And my wife recognizes these things immediately and goes, No, nah, I don't need this shit in my life. But one of the things that I wish she had seen is there's a part where the son is just has his arm around the neck of an alpaca and he's petting it, and the alpaca goes like this. Mm. <laughs> And now I want an alpaca. And I have a room back there, guys, that there's nothing in. I just have a dining room where we never put a table. And I think I could put two alpaca in there without de-noticing. What say ye? I think they spit like llamas. Yeah, but I think you could. I think you should try anyways. But they're so fluffy. Yeah, they're Um, soft. I have an alpaca blanket over there. It's very comfortable. Yeah, I, I feel like there's one particular dynamic of like, towards the end with the mother and the son that is just like, that's the thing that stands out to me the most of like, oh my gosh, this smells terrible, but I need somebody else to experience this with me because I can't do this by myself. And I mean, that's what it is. Talking about smelling terrible, that's literally a line that Nick Cage keeps saying. He's like, what is that smell? And I'm like, why is he the only one that smells something bad? I feel like that's so cool. You know what I mean? Where it's like, for whatever reason, it was affecting him that way. Uh, and also I- like, Chong knew it was like everything was going to happen. You know? Yeah. I think also the the point for the movie where it turned for me where I was like, what is happening? Is the point where Nicolas Cage is like picking all of the vegetables off of the vine and then he's in the kitchen with the mom just taking bites out of everything and spitting it out. I'm like, I, I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, but it was, it, it was entertaining and fun. I I agree. I think it it was just shy enough to be entertaining that I'm like, okay, I'll give this one I'll give this one a nudge. I mean, again, another point, Nicolas Cage. If you were to show people five scenes from this movie starring Nicolas Cage, in which Nicolas Cage is the is is the main focus of the scene, you could legitimately fool people into thinking you were showing them scenes from five different movies <laughs> because <laughs> his character is so erratic in this. And yeah. I know that's kind of what it's supposed to be, but uh, the who's the uh, the the daughter? Who's the actress to play the daughter? Do we know her? her name's Madeline something? I think Madeline. Something. Um, she does a great job of showing 
the the slow progression into madness that the water Madeline Arthur. Madeline Arthur does a great job of starting off in one place and then showing us the that that fucked up degrading that that this thing is having on and the effect they're having on it to the point where at the end when everything goes down you're like this is believable. Nick Cage does not know how to do that. <laughs> and I think that it's I think it's just indicative of them being like Maybe they just need to shoot every Nick Cage movie from start to finish in in a linear fashion. Because I feel like maybe they shot the the scene with the tomatoes first, and he was like, oh, "I'm gonna go crazy!" And then Richard Stanley pulled him aside and was like, "Was like, can you just take it down like fifty percent, fifty percent for the next scene?" And then they shot the dinner scene where he was lovely, and then the next scene he was like, "Now ramp it back up!" And he was like, oh, "I'm gonna play a valley girl." It was fun. Yeah. But Joe, where where do you want to rank this on your on the Nick list? I think because it was I, I think it's. It's definitely bad, but I think it's fun bad. Okay. So that's why I would put it in good bad. All right. There it is. There it is. Unanimous decision. Good. Man, we're going to get roasted for putting the vast of night and bad bad and putting this in good bad. Uh, you, and you like, are, hey. Dude, it's, it's, you know, taste, man. It's I mean, personal. not like you guys. Everybody that's watching or listening to this knows where we fall on. No, but like the, the important movie. thing is if you don't think we're right, watch the movie and then keep the opinion to yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You can write us a short rebuttal if you want to you write should, into the show. But that's I mean, a great idea, Joey. That's a great always... idea. If you want to write into the show, go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny. You have to pay to play. Uh, you back us at the $5 tier, and then you can write in your review of some of these movies if that's how you want to do it. Joe, does that sound like a good idea, or is that a terrible that sounds, idea? I think that's fun. Don't make it this like crazy long thing. I no, it, Keep it no. Twitter length. You know, You know how we play with this. 280 characters or less. And if you don't do that, I will only read two. I will only read two hundred and eighty of your characters. <laughs> it just on cut off our show. show. But you don't start you right off at two eighty. Don't don't start at the beginning. Just like move it around in the middle. No, I'll somewhere. pick. Yeah. I'll pick whatever two eighty I want. If it's the end, I'll pick. Of course, I'm going to pick the ones that's like but Nick, and then I'll I'll skip a couple lines like was right yeah. a couple lines all the time. That's what I'll do for you guys. But I love that. If you guys want, if you guys have rebuttals for this. We will do a rebuttal section next week. Um, and chat, thank you for being my uh, correction uh, here. I'm going to probably rely on you guys a lot more from here on out. Uh, also, right. wait, one more thing. While we're talking about this, I went to buy this movie on Voodoo, which is where we watched it. And um, it, there, it was like, I want to say $10 or something. And for like 15 you could buy the double feature and get Mandy as well. So... <laughs> Just saying, I don't. We don't have to put it on the week on this week's uh, Nick list, and I, I, actually I think don't think we should. No Let's take a break. Don't watch Mandy. Yeah, at some point. Uh, though. I, I, I'm I, I think we're unanimous about this. We we will watch Mandy at some point, but please God, not Let's get at least a couple yeah. weeks. But break we from do this now fingers. own it on the company's Voodoo account. <laughs> that is that is good to know. Yeah. That is good to know. Uh, all right. Last up, obviously, we talked about uh, watching The King of Staten Island, which is Pete Davidson and Bill Burr and Marissa Tomei uh, and Steve Buscemi in a movie that is largely autobiographical about Pete. Uh, Pete, I said Pete Holmes, Pete Davidson, uh, Pete Davidson's real life experiences with his father, uh, who was a firefighter who died in 9-11. Of course, this does not broach the topic of 9-11, but it does broach the topic of him losing his father and being lost himself. Um, what do we think of this? Go for it, Kev. I, uh, I love this movie. I enjoyed like I'm not a big fan of uh, Pete. Just something about him, like the I when it comes to his acting, I feel like so many times it feels like he's about to break, like when because he's done a bunch of stuff on SNL. He right? does he does have a Jimmy Fallon vibe where it's mm-hmm. like, are you gonna keep the scene? How yeah. how in the scene are, are you? Are you gonna be able to make I, it? But I think I feel that's part like, of his charm, just like Jimmy's charm. I feel like it really really worked in this movie. 
because he plays this character that's just kind of like doesn't care about anything and like his acting kind of goes with that though like the way he handled a lot of the scenes and i feel like all the supporting actors around him were 10 out of 10 bill, uh, yeah. bill burr right <clears throat> yeah awesome oh my so god he good. was so good and um i i don't usually do this but i was listening to the joe rogan experience yeah. for last week's and it was bill burr okay. and it was you like you don't have to be ashamed no no, no, no. i mean well it's just it's funny because like i actually i really don't like uh joe rogan like i feel like a lot of his opinions are really like Un- unnecessarily harsh and intense and like that's why i enjoyed the bill burr episode so much because he's he keeps knocking him down a peg or two and like they disagree right. well they're old friends it is yeah. nice to see yeah. them disagree. And, it, it, and so that's really cool but um yeah bill burr's character was just so well done and to like hear him talk about like making this movie in that joe rogan experience and how he's like ah it was the first time i had to really act where they were like okay now open the door and like just look at her like you fall in love for the first time and he's like, how the hell do I do that? And But then seeing the scene, it, the next, it was like two days later that I like watched the movie and it was like, oh, this he did such a good job. Good for him. Yeah. I agree. Joe, what'd you think? I mean, I'm a sucker for an Apatow movie, really, right. in all forms. Um, I think it's a really interesting slice of life kind of vibe. I don't really have like a particular feeling about Pete Davidson. Like, I don't know a lot of his stuff, so I don't really have, like, a vibe on him. But, like, I feel like this probably wasn't, like, a huge jump in acting for him. It seemed very, like, obviously because it's so autobiographical in nature. Um, It's just very, he's so, like, blasé kind of about everything. I thought this was, like, I hadn't thought about Marissa Tomei in, like, a role like this in a while because I just think about her as Aunt May. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, this is like kind of a fun version of her. And like, especially the relationship that she has with Bill Burr, I think is really good. The fact oh, that man, the relationship uh, she has with her sister is my favorite oh my part of this movie. It's and so then, good. Sorry, uh, one of the Apatow daughters plays the sister, which I thought was I thought she was really good. And she Shut goes up. through this whole thing. I watched some video or read something about how like she auditioned for this and she didn't want to just get it because it's her dad's movie. And like, right. I thought she was really good. And like, I think that she and Pete Davidson had a really in like the dynamic and how like kind of contentious it is based on the differences in growing up. And when their dad died was really good. I like that. Jimmy Tatcher is just randomly in the baseball game. Love scene it. In the Love it. He's one of the firefighters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's so heck? funny in it. He's like, like the new rookie that they give shit to. It's so funny. Yeah. And I was just like, who, wait is that that and so that was just like a fun thing like i think it's a good story and i think it's i really liked it and like who doesn't love a movie that has one headlight in the middle where they're like all singing it at that party kind of scene oh are you kidding me that's yeah absolutely i um i agree i echo all these sentiments i want to give a shout out to bell powley who plays the the his sort of on again off again girlfriend yeah she was awesome in this um and i actually you know i at first i was like oh god is pete davidson gonna annoy me in this because of his style of acting is so sort of standoffish Mm -hmm. but i think they did a really smart thing in this i think he recognizes that i i I like how they approached mental illness in in this he recognizes that he's depressed um and he doesn't know how to solve it and that's sort of like to me that normally would have been what the movie would have been about but instead of that it's about exploring like i'm sorry him discovering that would have been the 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 climax of the movie like oh my god i do need help but he knows he needs help which i think is more important to show because like figuring out that you need help is 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 not as essential as once you recognize that what do you do 
Like, how yeah. do you move on with your life after you, if you're still suffering depression from a tragedy or for other means, right? Um, and so I should have said mental illness, I meant mental health, by the way. Um, but I think that they, I think they handle that so well. I think he is self-aware to know enough to know that he has a problem, but doesn't have the tools because he's too young and didn't have potentially someone to help guide him through this. Um, and that's to, to, to solve that problem. And so I think it's so cool when he gets into a group of a, a support group of the firefighters yeah. who can sort of like, who can sort of show him a, a better way of being um, and help him get a little bit more discipline and help him understand that like maybe having a goal could potentially be a direction for you to climb out of this depression and start and start building your life a little bit was cool. That's why, you know, spoilers for the end of the movie. I, I love the ending because it's not about everyone living happy, happily ever after. Yeah. It's just about him sort of <clears throat> getting set on that path to, 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 to being a better person to, to being, you know, happier. And I think they did it. Just, I was like blown away by this. I was like, damn it. I fucking really like this movie. Um, and who doesn't love Bill Burr scream of the word fuck over and over again with a giant just handlebar mustache? Oh my Phenomenal. gosh, that stash is all over. I also want to give a shout out like the scene, any of the scenes that Pete Davidson had with Bill Burr's kids in the movie was like surprisingly endearing. And I was like not really expecting that of like, man, like you, he does have this other side, but it's just like caught up and like I think overwhelmed with the idea of like how do I even start to do this and you see that in the scene with um after like all the college parting when he's talking with his sister of like she's like well you could come here and he's like well no I could and what would I do and I didn't even graduate high school and she's like well you could fix that and he just kind of like like goes in a spiral of like well I can't and I can't and I can't and it's just like interesting to see him process through that throughout yeah. the rest of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's that it's that classic feeling like you're in a place that's so low that you can't dig yourself out of it, and not yeah. having that perspective from other people around you to say, "Hey, you're still young. You still got plenty of time to do with your life whatever you please." Uh, but feeling like you're lost, and I think they nailed that too. Sorry, Kev, what's up? Oh, I was just gonna say he yeah, he does a good job. He can hear us, or do you think he can? No? But it was like okay. echoing out of his speakers, and I wanted to do yeah, like, I can. Sorry about that. I uh, lost the right. USB there. I was saying he does such a good job of like portraying, especially in that that moment where his sister's like, "Oh, this this you could be here," and he's just like, he very quickly becomes like, "Look at all the steps that are ahead of me. I'm so right. lost and like the to, to fix that. Yeah, it's so overwhelming. Yeah, great movie. I really enjoyed it. Shocked great. how much I liked I'm gonna it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're putting this as good, good. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, next week, we got to decide. We have Twister on the list already. Uh, Ready or not <clears throat> on the list as well, um, which I, I, I've been wanting to watch. This is a good excuse to do it. What do we want to do for a third movie? I've put out Lost Boys, but you guys do not have to uh, indulge in my 80s fantasies of going back to my youth. What do we feel like should be third? Should I, actually, you know what? Before we decide, let me read the Patreon responses uh, that people have recommended. Um just so you guys can get some uh, other other options for movies you might want to watch this week. Uh, of course, if you want to write into the show with a rebuttal uh, or just unanimously agree with our opinions on all three of the movies we just did, you go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Back us at the fan mail tier, and we will uh, sort through those responses and read the best ones out there. Uh, if you use the word bananas a couple times, I'll really appreciate it because it's my new favorite word <laughs> to describe things that are fucking bananas. bananas. Uh, let's see. You can also write about the stuff that we're talking about next week, too. So it's That's like a true. more cohesive discussion. That's I like true. it more That's when they just, they just shit on Chaotic. us that's more fun yeah uh let's see kono the destroyer has said uh or the barbarian excuse me that kono the destroyer when you back us for three months you get the sequel but for right now you're just kono, 
You're Conan the Barbarian. The evolution. Exactly. Because the destroyer was terrible. So maybe I won't say that. Anyway, he said, I recommend the hell out of Mr. Iglesias on Netflix for some easy watching. I wasn't necessarily a huge fan of uh, Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias going on, but I am now because of his show. It fills a gap in my heart of sitcoms uh, of uh, Drake and Josh or George Lopez quality. The humor is surprisingly adult and there isn't – there's – there isn't a constant bad language or anything offensive. The high schoolers and teachers are super likable and relatable characters too. On top of that, you'll constantly get the theme song Iglesias stuck in your head. Uh, check her out, best friends. Uh, this is actually something that I saw the preview for and I was like, oh, I'm never going to watch this show. And then after the preview, I was like, that's pretty funny. I definitely, I need to fill the void in my life left over from that 70s show because the season eight is fucking horrible. So I'm going to stop watching that show. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, I'm sorry. What show do they recommend? It's called uh, Mr. Iglesias. Oh, I see. It features, uh, uh, what is his name? Gabriel Fluffy. Iglesias. It's Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah. He's, a, he's a stand-up comic. He's super yes. famous. Uh, next up, we got my recommendation for the Nick list is Kung Fu Hustle. I don't know if you guys watch many martial arts films, but this one has uh, Stephen Chow humor. It's entertaining and has great action, a modern Kung Fu classic. I'd like to see how you guys rate it on the Nicholas scale. And right now it's easily uh, it's it's easily streamable on Netflix. Don't know if it's dubbed though or not, says Mitchell V. Have you guys seen Kung Fu Hustle? It's one of my it's favorite awesome. movies of all time. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely a good recommendation. Yeah. Suggestion. And then uh, let's see. Uh, Zombie High X23 says, Suggestion for the Nicholas. I bought it up, brought it up last week, but everyone really needs to watch A Silent Voice on Netflix. It's an emotionally gut-wrenching but beautiful movie and needs to be taken uh, t- talked about more often. Thank you and stay safe. Um, that's a really, really good one. Oh, and then Thomas Evans had a great, great thing to write because I've never seen this film. He said, I just got the uh, 4K Blu-ray for Lawrence of Arabia. Never uh, seen it before. Whoa, heard good that's thing. a <laughs> best picture nomination for or, uh, got best picture in 1963. Hope that might interest you. Totally a little different departure from what we're normally used to watching. Yeah, yeah that's definitely- a, that is a very specific recommendation. Here's OK. I'm going to throw this out there. As a thing of, should we take Twister off? Because we if they're making a sequel, it. we know that we can push to do Twister in review if we don't do it on this. Yeah, but also Twister. But also, and like, what do you? Well, okay, but if you're gonna make a recommendation, to take it off. You got to make a recommendation to put well, something. So back I on. have you a have recommendation to. that I want to make. A movie I've wanted to see for a long time called Villains. Okay. Okay. Villains. Give me the about? pitch on it, Kevin. So these kids break into this house, right? Oh, is this the one with uh, Kira Sedgwick and the guy from Burn Notice? That sounds right. Yes. Stop. We're watching it. Awesome. So I don't know what this... that... <laughs> Joe, I'm tell, sorry. We're watching Joe, it. Joe, <laughs> Joe here's, here's what the list is going to be. Twister, Ready or Not, and Villains. I feel like that's... A That's a great voice. list. At some point, we will watch a silent voice. Wait, I Joey, might just watch that on let, my own. Let me, oh, could, could yes. I? I just I saw the poster and I 100 yep. percent am in. Okay, cool, awesome. Um, All right, there you are. Cool. Um, also, Twister. I will. CJ Rock has also been saying Just Mercy while it's free. Okay, I'm done posting mm. this. I have Damn, seen it. Oh, that's also an option. Uh, I also want to talk about really quick something that I don't think is worth putting on the Nick list. But I would be interested in hearing specifically your guys' opinion just on the production side of thing is a TV show that just came out with its second season on Netflix. It's called Dating Around. I know that dating stuff, like all those things aren't really your guys' thing. But the premise of it is that there's one person who goes on a date, who goes on the same date with five different people. I watched so the it's first like season. The same, yeah, the same restaurant, The same. they're wearing the same thing. And the way that they edit it so it seems like it's one cohesive date night so really cool it is really Anyways. cool the way is it it's the same as, as the first season right 
Yeah, they just have a second season that yeah. dropped last week. The, the, the way they edit it is really cool because, like, it's one of those things where you realize, oh, people talk about the same things on the first day, like, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. just, like, it's but, so like, smooth. They and, can like, go so dramatically different depending yeah. on, like, what the what the person wants to convey, you know? Yeah. That sounds really cool, actually. Uh, it's too bad I have to watch Twister and Ready or Not in Villains <laughs> next week. Uh, real quick, for, uh, so. for those that don't know, Twister is available on Netflix. Villains available on Hulu and Ready or Not is available on HBO, according to Just Watch. Bada bing, bada boom. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm also committing to watch Just Mercy because it's been on my list and I want to watch it before it leaves everything. So I'm I will add that to my list as well. Have a special thing just to talk about that next week. Well, there it is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's been your screencast for this week. Uh, <clears> thank <throat> you to my co host, Joey and Kevin. Uh, we, of course, will be back. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, if you guys want to watch us do Lord of the Rings, uh, The Return of the King Part 1. That's going to be around 11 or 15 here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, if you're, of course, watching this on YouTube, please leave a comment in the comments below letting us know what you thought of these movies or any other uh, things that might come off the top of your dome by anything we said here, the news stories. And, of course, if you want to back the show on Patreon and potentially be a part of it, go over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Uh, back us at the $5 or above tier and just start writing. But again, 280 characters, and I get to pick which 280 <laughs> characters those are. So just be aware. And thank you guys all this week. Thank you to uh, to Thomas Evans, Zombie High X23, uh, Mitchell V, and Kono the Barbarian for your suggestions. All great suggestions. And, and uh, actually, uh, Connor, I think I might start watching uh, Mr. Iglesias because I need an, an, another kind of fun. You know, you need like lighthearted shows every once in a while to watch because. Man, color out of space. Yeah, be some it messes you up. <laughs> uh, guys, we love you all. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week.